Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. If you tell me that I'm brilliant, now my goal is to not undo your perception by doing something that would put me in a position where no. I would, I would right. show that actually you're wrong. <laughs> I'm Bob Duke. I'm Art Markman. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, a look at praise that can inspire versus praise that inhibits. So if you look at the work of Carol Dweck and her colleagues, she actually has this comprehensive proposal about the kinds of theories that people have about all sorts of mental skills. And basically, you can either believe that anything that you do is a talent that you're born with, which she calls an entity theory mm -hmm. because it's a thing. Or you can believe that it's a skill you can acquire, which she calls an incremental theory because you learn it incrementally over time. And for anything, let's take intelligence. You might believe that intelligence is an entity. It's something you're born with. You've got a particular amount. Or you might believe it's incremental. You pick up more of it over time. And it turns out those theories actually have a huge influence on the way that people deal with the world. Uh, so, for example, one of the questions you could ask is, how do you deal with things being difficult? If you think that difficulty is a sign that you've reached the limit of your talent, then you give up. You're like, I, that's it. This, this was too hard right. for me. I'm done. You just avoid the situation, yeah. right? But if you believe it's a skill, then you keep at it. You think, this is hard. That's a sign I haven't mastered this yet. I've got to do better. Right. And so the theory that you have actually influences all kinds of things about how you deal with the world and the kind of praise you get actually influences the sort of theory that, that you end up holding uh, throughout your life. People are the most adaptable if they believe they can actually take action that will positively affect their circumstances. So if I'm living in an environment where with the best of intentions, my parents, other loved ones, people who whose opinions I respect are telling me that I'm really smart or I'm really athletic or I'm really whatever thing that I musical. care about myself. To, musical, right. Then I don't think I really have much to do with that because I didn't make myself smart in my perception now because I just am smart as Art was just saying about entity theory, right? That's just what I am. But if I think that the reason I got to where I am in whatever endeavor is that I actually put forth effort and energy and focus. Well, now I think, well, if something gets particularly challenging, I just need to put forth a little more energy and effort and focus and I'll be able to accomplish that. Right. So now here's the funny part, right? We think praise is a great thing. And if you, you know, you go back to the seventies and eighties, there was a whole self-esteem movement where the idea was we just have to build people up. You know, if we could just instill that confidence in people, then they'd all be great at right. stuff. Right. So what do you do? You start praising to try and build up people's confidence. And the thing is, what are you going to praise? Well, you, you might say, wow, you're really good at that, you know, which seems like a wonderful thing to say. And now what happens is you come to believe, oh, I have this entity, this thing about me that makes me musical or whatever. And now I, I hold this entity theory about myself. And there's, there's other ways you could praise. I mean, you could actually catch people working hard at stuff. And when you catch them working hard and then say, wow, that, that was a lot of work. That was fantastic that you put in all that work on that. What you're praising is exactly the sort of behavior that will lead them to achieve well in the future. And it 
helps to solidify that link between the effort that you put in and the outcome. And that is the key. I mean, when you think about building successful children, right, and making their experiences in childhood such that they become successful, productive, flexible adults, it's pointing out to them and having them experience in a way that they recognize that there is a relationship between the extent to which they invest in something and what they get back from it. But... Here's the difficulty. We have to make sure that the praise that we give, particularly to kids, actually fits the situation. Ex right. And and because right. because kids have finely honed detectors for when they're being <laughs> fed a pack of lies, right? And this was actually part of the problem with the self-esteem movement, right? When you started giving out trophies for participation. I mean, I was a terrible baseball player as a kid. And and thankfully, I, I predated a lot of this stuff. So I never got any trophies. And I'm fine with that. If anyone had ever given me a trophy for baseball, I would have said, are you kidding me? What, for best strikeout pose? Well, um, if you walk up to a kid and say, even if you give the right kind of praise, wow, that was great effort. And the kid didn't put in any effort. You know, that kid's going to be like, okay, you're you're an unreliable source of information. Exactly. I'm not going to listen to you. And so even if you praise, if the kid realizes that praise is empty, the kid's not going to listen to you anymore. And then when you finally are praising them for the right thing, they're not listening to that either. I mean, I think the two rules we want people to leave here with are focus your praise on effort and on helping people to understand that there's a relationship between how hard they work and their ultimate level of achievement. And make sure that whatever you praise actually happened, right? Be truthful. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, because if you do those two things, then you are maximizing the chance that the praise that you've given will actually have the impact that you want. And, and, and just, just to add one third item to that is that when things don't go the way someone wants, you know, our child doesn't win the thing or get the part in the play or get a grade that they expected to get or anything. It's being comforting in a way that redirects their attention to, okay, so now what are we going to do next? What does dealing with failure mean? Well, you recognize what there is to learn from the failure, and then you move on, right? You get on to the next thing where you have an opportunity to do something that's going to be, hopefully, uh, have a more positive outcome. Yeah. That's a great point, Bob. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that you worked so hard it to worked put that so together. Hard. <laughs> exactly. Next week, we'll talk about the cheerleader effect with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. You can listen back to this show at KUT.org and subscribe to the podcast Never Miss an Episode wherever you get your podcasts. Also, coming up September 4th at 6 o'clock at the Cactus Cafe, be sure to join us for a Views and Brews with Two Guys on Your Head live. We'll have t-shirts to give away, maybe some bumper stickers, great drinks, and psychology. What more could you ask for? Mark your calendars for September 4th at 6 o'clock at the Cactus Cafe for a Views and Brews with Art and Bob. David Alvarez, Jake Perlman, and Michael Crawford are our engineers. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.